0: Um, UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello. Welcome to this edition of the um, UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with...
1: Andy Anderson.
0: And we're back as Michigan has just had its media day, the first fall media day under new coach Jim Harbaugh. Well, Andy, what were your thoughts after... uh, Seeing the coach in action again and, and seeing the team,
1: I think that he was uh, uh, fairly well relaxed. That he his uh, talk talks about everything but football, as you expected that it might. And the children that he that asked questions such as how can I become a quarterback, and then the answer was you drink you put all the milk in your little belly that you can. Uh, especially whole milk. That kind of stuff kind of humanize him. He's, he has kind of a hard edge sometimes that comes off. And that helped humanize him a little and was in honor of, it was kids fan day too, so youth fan day too. So all that was, all of the good. I didn't learn very much about football from him. But I did learn that he's uh, very intense and he's gonna, Go submarine now, he said. He's going to hide for a while and just work football with that team. They haven't got many practice, much time left before they face the Utes. And that's going to be a challenge to them. There's no question about it. I would say it's a toss-up game. I don't think we're, we ought to be uh, down there. But I I really have hopes that this season is going to work out. I don't know how many wins they're going to have. Some people are saying, you know, they're going to win the national championship in the East, uh, Big Ten and all that. I I'm not in that camp. I think they'll win two or three more games than they did last year. But I think they'll be in more games. I think they'll play harder, and I think they'll play smarter because it's my opinion at this point in time that they have the best set of coaches that I have ever seen there, and I'm not talking just about Harbaugh. Guys like Baxter on special teams. They've succeeded every place they were, and they, or he has succeeded every place he's been, and he's got uh, a good record. On doing a lot with a little, as far as special teams. Last year, would they have two interceptions? <laughs> Unbelievable. I think they'll do better than that this year. And I think they're limited to turnovers on the offense. But the question remain, remains: they got to locate the play, uh, playmakers, and they got to decide who's who in the various position groups. And they have a number of them together. Uh, some interesting situations in one is offensive line and the quarterbacks of course and wide receivers and running backs there's four of them so that's going to make for a very interesting fall to see how these people slide which people race how the, see how the coaches slide certain people into certain spots with the expectations that they're going to be playmakers and be effective so this team needs playmakers it needs to be able to score a few touchdowns. They haven't had that recently, and that's been sad Michigan football.
0: Well, I think the key really comes down to two areas and how quickly these two areas can prove competent and hopefully improve. First area is the offensive line. And one of the interesting things at media day, and, and this is pretty typical from you know, a lot of the teams I've seen, is that the offensive linemen kind of go off together as a group, not thinking mm-hmm. that a lot of people are going to seek them out to, to talk to them. And, you know, this year you can definitely see they, they got their fair run of attention. And the thing is, is, you know, there are a lot of questions. I know that, um, you know, Michigan's offensive line coach has had great Improvement and great performances everywhere he's gone. The question is, you know, we we've, we've ganged up on Darrell Funk the last couple years, who I think was was really a poor coach. I do too. But the question is, how much material was left for Tim Dreveno to work with, and how quickly can he put together a good offensive line with? You know, basically you're coming in with a with a new center who's had some off the field issues. And, you know, my my problem with Glasgow is I think that he's a he's a decent player, but you know, he's he's and, and again, not to bang on the guy, but the reality is is that the last two off seasons he's had problems and you know, right now if you're asking me if you can count on him for the entire season, I, I'm I'm not so sure. Um,
1: I I interviewed him I got an interview with Glass, and I was very impressed. He he knew the party line. He seemed very intense and very dedicated to doing everything right and getting in there. Of course, in the first game against Utah, you're going to see Kugler. Is it Kugler? Is that the way you say that? Yeah. It's going to be him and not Glasgow. Glasgow the rest of the way. But if it, if.
0: Which let me point out was exactly the situation we ran into last year. He was ineligible yeah. for the first game last year, and you know I talked to him last year. I talked to him this year. He said all the right things last year too. Yeah. And again, I I don't want to bang on the guy. I, I really hope that you know he can he can pull things together. But I think
1: you're if a, you're he, in a, if you he are at a he's not going to be in there.
0: You are at a distinct disadvantage, in that he is the he is the most talented center. Right? And they have to split practices to get, you know, another center ready for that first game. So
1: that's
0: true. So I'm not happy about that. You know, add in that, you know, there's there's a good chance that people are gonna get injured as the season go through go you know, go through, so we've seen that. So first the question is how fast can the offensive line shape up in a decent system? I think there's some serious questions about that. You know, I've read a lot of the analysis and people are saying, Well, You know, these guys were all highly touted recruits, and they're suddenly amazingly going to throw a switch and be awesome. And you know, I was waiting for that last year. So um, again,
1: well, well, the 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 style of offensive blocking is going to change, and it more suits the. They're gonna do a lot of down blocking now. They're not gonna do so many, uh, inside and outside zones and the combination blocks that was required there. They never had anybody last year that could come off a block and hit somebody else when they double teamed. And, uh, this may be maybe the power game is more of the sort of Blocking that these guys can do, I think they're going to be better, but they can—they have to be a whole lot better. That's the
0: problem. See, my, my 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 point is this: I think they will be better by the end of the season. The question is, how long is it going to take? And by you know, it would be great if if they had their feet under them and they were decent by the start of the Big Ten season. That would be awesome. Um, Again, we need to see it. So, as I said, the first point is how quickly the offensive line can get together, and then the next thing is how good of uh, you know can the quarterback play be. And right now, I I know that uh, you know the the popular uh, notion is that you know there's two guys who are who are in the running, and it's going to be one or the other. And you know, I always say. You know, when you got two quarterbacks, you have none. When you have six quarterbacks, you really have none. And I don't know. You know, is it going to be Shane Morris? Is it going to be this transfer quarterback from Iowa, Ruddock? Um, you know, I, I I don't know.
1: And hey, there are exceptions to that rule. No, Ohio State has three good ones. Yeah, I know. Michigan, Michigan has to finally stack talent up at that and have people that can get ready. Okay, and Andy, you are
0: you are you are perfectly right about that. Now, first of all, you know that Urban Meyer has sold his soul to the devil. And second, do you think there's any quarterback on Michigan that's even that can even stand on the field with with any of those three? And I guess that's my that's my issue. Now, I see. I feel the same way about the quarterback that I do about the offensive line. Listen, you can look at Harbaugh's record. He will make two or probably two or three good quarterbacks by the end of the year. You bet. But how long does it take for that to happen?
1: And I think that I think rhetoric in there, a guy with experience in there, uh, is going to help. If he can limit turnovers and, and uh, gain some yardage. You know, he wasn't chopped liver at Iowa. He was playing with a not-too-good football team there and stacked up some yardage. and got some touchdowns and looked far better than Michigan's quarterback last year ever looked in
0: any game. That's not saying a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately it's not.
0: But here's the thing for that, okay? Um, you know, I, I, I get it. He's got experience. He's coming in. What is ironic to me is that this sounds exactly like the run-up to last year. That there was, and I, I remember, like for the first three or four months heading into the, to, in the run up to last season, I would tell people. they'd say, Well, how's Michigan going to be? I'm like, Well, it's like this. Take the name of the team away. I'm going to tell you that you have huge questions at quarterback and huge questions at offensive line. How's that season going to go? Just by definition, if I tell you that, forget that the individual names and the, the the particulars of the pieces and the parts. That's how I feel this year. Now, the difference is, between this year and last year, is I am 90% certain, let's just say 100% certain, that this team will be, will, will improve greatly between now and the end of the season. And that's what Me I'm too. looking for. But the question is, is how soon? I mean, if you come out of the gate and lose two or three games, uh, you're in a pretty big hole. Because the Big Ten is tough. And as you mentioned, Michigan, uh, has some questions about who the playmakers are right now. now, the good news is I think there's the overall level of talent is very good. Um, Hoke did not leave the cupboard bare, but there are a couple of positions key positions that that seem a little uh, there are a lot of question marks, like how deep is the receiving core and I keep yeah. saying I keep saying lots of talent, lots of uh, potential, and you know potential just means you haven 't done anything yet. So, um, what do you think is the biggest question on defense right now?
1: Well, uh, to me, it's the defensive backfield and, and its depth. Now they're going to have two good starters. They're going to have uh, Wayne Lyons come in as a, a fifth-year transfer student, and he's going to—I I think he'll grab a starting spot, and I think he'll be a good one. You have. Uh, who do you have on the other side? Is it Wilson? I can't remember.
0: Well, uh, we'll see. But anyway, I mean,
1: that,
0: a, that's the other problem is we have a lot of maybe kind of sort of, you know, people yeah, penciled well, in and we haven't seen anything. And, and Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's submarine uh, strategy means that we're not going to see anything <laughs> until the first game, it seems like.
1: Well, are you sure it's? Everybody that's not going to see everything, are, are certain outlets going to? Uh, you know, there'll still be news coming out of out of those practices. Uh, it just
0: yeah, but you know, just, the, but it, the problem is, is it'll be the news that they want to come out of it. Just like you know, they're going to have the video clips on the official website, and yeah. I'll tell you. You know, again, we, we talk about the regular sources that, that seem to have information. You know, I heard a lot of good from those sources last year that we never saw on the field. So again, I, I'm I, you know I don't mean to sound like a downer, but I am listen, I'm really excited about where this team is heading in the next couple of seasons. And even by the end of this season, but I just I don't know how quickly they're gonna come online this year. And again, you know, I've been through. You know, we've been through the last seven years of hearing how great things are in practice and That's right. not seeing it on the field. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little, you know, eh, well, you're, skeptical. You're
1: you're now from Missouri like the rest of us. They, they got to show results, but I I have the, and unbounded feeling that they are going to uh, exceed last year's performances. That they're going to find. The answers to these questions that they have. And they're not going to be all day about it. But I don't think, I don't think Harbaugh, I almost said hope. I don't think Harbaugh is going to stand for that. He's going to want some instant results and he's going to do everything in his power to get them. And I think I just have faith in his coaching staff. They got the credentials. They've got the history and they seem to have a united will. The one thing that makes me happier is Baxter and that special teams group because I think this year that they're gonna produce. They're gonna find a kicker, they got a good punter. They got a transfer there, that punter from Australia that's gonna make some noise. Fifth year, another fifth year guy. They got him and saying that they're going to throw peppers in there a little bit uh, on special teams, as well as five times on offense. So, we'll see how it all goes. There's... Right now, there's no reason to be depressed, but they can make us that way if they don't start off with a bang. Well,
0: and and understand, I'm not depressed. I'm just trying to be realistic that... um, and again, I guess, I think cynical is too strong of a word, but, you know, we watched four seasons of Hoke bringing in, you know, fairly good recruiting classes that didn't live up on the field. And I, I, I agree with you. I think this is not great coaching staff, but there's only, they've only had so much time with the team. I mean, that's, that's, true. that's the reality. And, um, you know, I, I look. I think one of the reasons that Harbaugh is being kind of evasive um, in, in talking football, because as you mentioned, we didn't talk a lot of football. Um, I think one of the reasons he's reluctant to talk a lot about football is a. I don't think he knows this team really well yet. You know, I think he's learning those lessons right now. You know, this is when this is when the proverbial proof is in the pudding for how good, you know, he can measure everything he wants in drills in the off season but this is, you know, when, when it's going to start counting and the reality is they're, they're just getting out of helmets now you know, they're, I should say sure. they're just putting their pads on right now so, you know, they had the first couple practices that are conditioning practices so the reality is, is that you know, I think one of the reasons that Harbaugh quote unquote goes um, how should we put this uh, go, is going submarine is, you know there's not a lot to say. You know I, I think he's not gonna he's not gonna sit there and, and um, extrapolate. You know he's you know and, and
1: also he wants to get rid of distractions and he feels the press is a distraction he does sometimes. And so if they're they're gonna go underground and work intensively, that's fine with me. You know for a while. But eventually, he'll come up, and then by the time he comes up, he should have some information. One thing I was buoyed up with was that he indicated that Drake Johnson was coming along good and that he was a super healer, and he held us up as a bad example in the audience of not being in good athletic condition and being poor athletes and probably, therefore, not good healers like Drake is. I'm sure that's true. In the case of us older gentlemen, anyway. You young guys, maybe not. But I think that's good news because Drake showed me that if he can stay healthy at all and take care of those poor, maligned knees that have been scrunched around, he was, of the pack last year, the best running back they had. And you could include Tucson in that, too, you know, from from back the year before.
0: Yep, no doubt about that. And I'll tell you, they they really were giving Ohio State everything they could handle right, until, right up until Drake went down. And that was kind yeah. of the...
1: Yeah. So... We'll see. I I don't know about the rest of them. I'm not impressed by any of the rest of them much. I guess Smith's the best of the rest. But uh, uh, Green, Green has been a disappointment as far as I can see so far. Now, maybe he'll change that around. I see he's pretty heavy this year again, around 230 instead of the 224 he got down to last year. Maybe he needs to. Maybe he can carry the. Maybe he's got the frame to carry the extra weight. I don't know. We'll see. It's just going to be the most interesting football year that you can ever imagine, because there are so many questions, so many possible answers, and we're still hurting from prior disappointments. uh, You know, for the last what seven years?
0: So yep, seven years. 3 years of Richrod, 4 years of Hoke. So, well, so I wanted to, to uh, so back to talk of Harbaugh. So what do you think about the way he doesn't answer questions?
1: I think it's just and we better get used
0: to it. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't think there's anything that's going to change. And, it's and I don't I don't know if you caught it, but I was in the back of the room, uh, well, you heard the part where he looked over at U of M's media guy and he said, yeah, we're going to go into submarine mode, don't be planning anything for the media. And there was kind of an uneasy ha-ha, and the reality is, is I don't think he was kidding.
1: No, I don't either. I think he knows that he's got a, a horrendous mountain of work in front of him that has to be done effectively in a very short period of time. He understands the situation and what he's up against, and I think he'll do his darnest to put sufficient work into it to get it done. So in that way, I don't mind that. But I, I would like to see him have a decent, civilized relationship with the press, where they're not at each other's throats all the time, you know, and it can get into that. You know, you gotta, he's gotta oil the press a little bit, you know. Uh, uh, throw him to me. he ought to be able to know how to work him so that he keeps things on an even keel you know you can't keep Drew Sharp happy though
0: yeah no loss there
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not a Sharp fan is anybody <laughs> well he, he he stays employed
0: at the free press
1: <laughs> at the <free> press <laughs> yeah right so yeah, anyway. I
0: mean, the, the thing there is I think that the national media and most of the local media have had a, have, hit, have given Harbaugh a pretty good honeymoon.
1: Absolutely. I think Unbelievable.
0: If, we, if we've learned one thing from, you know, Rich Rod and Hulk, is that, you know, the media didn't get Rich Rod fired. Um, not winning did. And that's the same thing that, that, you know, Hope came in and had a great relationship with the media. And you know what? It didn't matter. And to a certain extent, the media doesn't matter with Michigan. The media needs Michigan more. You know, we're not talking Eastern Michigan that has to to beg and, and plead for coverage. Um, anytime, you know, you call a press conference or have a game, there's going to be plenty of media covering Michigan. And I think that. You know, there's a good enough team at the athletic department and in the football program that will manage the media relations for Harbaugh. Um, You know, the the only thing the fans really care about is when he starts winning. And I think that that's going to happen. And honestly, I think, you know, it's a strong possibility that even when he starts winning, we're not going to get a lot more from him. Um, I think it's going to be few and far between that he opens up. Um... And my big thing is I haven't been able to tell if it's by design or if it's just his nature. And you understand what I'm saying? I don't know if he's, just, if he's actively thinking this is how I'm going to a- answer questions or if it's just how he is. He's a different kind of guy.
1: I think it's both. I think he goes back to the, to the Schembechler mold. And the Schembechler didn't feed off the press, didn't try to impress the press or anything like that. And I think it's Harbaugh's natural inclination, plus it's what he wants to do, you know. So I think that the inclination and what he wants to do, what he sees as the way to do it, are one and the same. Anyway, it's getting time for us to hang this one up, is it not?
0: It is. So we will have a podcast the next time there is news. Which, uh, under Coach Harbaugh, maybe after the first game... No, just kidding. I'm sure we'll hear something before (laughs) that. You know, when Harbaugh was talking about being a submarine and being all stealthy, first thing I thought is, you know, Coach, you're the noisiest submarine I've ever heard. Um, I I can't uh, imagine that it's going to go radio silent for the next two weeks.
1: Harbaugh likes to draw... um, Metaphors, he you know, likes to use metaphorical talk a little, and and he kind of overstates anything. When he said, for instance, that the start of football season to him was could be could be quite a childbirth, and it was like being born again, and everything. Those are strong words, poetical words, and they kind of surprised me coming from him. But he has a tendency things along that line you know to use those kind of metaphors I was surprised that that was in his nature but it is
0: he is not politically correct and I I don't mean that in a bad way but and I think it's one of the reasons that we kind of get I don't want to say frustrated it is interesting to see how the media reacts when when media show up who haven't dealt with them before, and they kind of see how he he rolls, shall we say? That's <laughs> right. You can kind of see them kind of crooking their head, going, "Did you, really? Did you just say that?" And and that's it. And and really, what when people talk, you know, are... our. our I guess, entertained or flustered by the way he talks to the national media during radio appearances or TV appearances. You understand that that's how he is. You know, like, the best one on media day was somebody said, well, how do you feel about all the attention that Michigan gets? He goes, Michigan gets a lot of attention? And I'm like, really? Yeah. So so anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with
1: Andy Anderson.